You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party, I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So today's episode is one that I have no expertise in, and so it's one that I'm super excited about because, man, am I digging in to be a learner for this one, and I'm willing to bet that you guys are going to want to be a learner too. So today we are going to talk, talk about the top five nuggets you need for medical billing. Medical billing? What? Yeah, we do a lot of medical stuff. So to do that, to bring, I brought along an expert, as I always do, and we have Lori Owens, and she is the Director of Medical Billing for DevDent. Lori, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we were able to do this. So I have, I have to admit to you guys, we, Lori and I have been talking for about 35 minutes already, and I finally <laughs> had to say, oh my gosh, we have got to stop because we're going to, like, we have so many awesome podcasty things to talk about. I want to get it in the podcast. So there, this is a whole world that you know, me as a dental hygienist, and I think many of us in the de- dental industry are don't know anything about or are scared to flipping death of. Yes. Don't give me one more thing. Yes, it, it truly is. And I, I look at hygiene, uh, how I looked in the practice, and there's so much that they do that our patients are not even aware that they do within a hygiene appointment, whether it be a perio maintenance or a profi. And that's kind of what we were talking about on how to get our patients to understand that a profi and a perio maintenance are complex. There's multiple components. There's oral health care instructions. There's smoking cessation. There's nutrition counseling. There's just so much. And I, I really want you to understand even hygiene is something billable on the medical side. Amanda, it goes by age. Perio maintenance goes by age. And it's defined by modifier 33 to say it's a preventative service. In other words, you're helping to prolong a patient's disease by completing a perio maintenance cleaning. And so it really is fun to think about. Our doctors would have some of our com- compromised patients in once a month. Do you think dental insurance pays for a once a month perio oh. Oh, heck no. No. And so we had to find a new way to be able to help them physically as well as to help their pocketbook. Oh, my goodness. So, Lori, how did you become an expert in medical billing? Well, my first CE course was on bacteremia. And I sat next to our hygienist, Elizabeth, and I said, if we are making people sick, how can this be considered dental? And she said, that's a good question. I don't know. And that spurred me on to say, we are not doing dental things all the time. Now, sometimes we are, but not all the time. And if we're making people sick, why do we think in dentistry that this is not something that's medical related? It goes both ways. The mouth talks to the body and the body talks to the mouth. Wait, there's an oral systemic connection? Mm -hmm. And, and that's, you know, I tell people, what if you have a patient taking Tagamet over the counter? Does that mean they don't have an acid reflux problem? Does that mean they don't have erosion because the acid keeps coming up and going onto the oral cavity? 
So we have to think differently. There are diagnosis codes based on over-the-counter medication and having an adverse effect, which is the erosion due to that medication. We have to think differently. Medical's already figured it out. It's, it's, it's us. And, you know, we're we're not the most jumping on the change bandwagon kind of people. So uh, True. so this this might be a toughie for us. So so let's launch into your top five. I want to okay. learn these top five nuggets that we need for medical billing. What's number one? Number one, we need the detail. We have well, I like to details. I'm good we details. have to get the details. We have to quit text messaging our chart notes. We need to get the detail. A lot of times a chart note I'll see and they say reviewed health history. No changes. Well, gee, what did you review? Oral I, cancer screening, WNL. Right. How did you do the oral cancer screening? Was it with a tool? Was it visual? We have to be able to say it because if it didn't occur in the note, if you didn't put it down, it did not occur. Period. End of sentence. And so, so many times we think, well, they'll see it in my in my note. Do you know, Amanda, if you're on the stand and you're being questioned. This just came up in my class that I just had this last weekend. The the uh, office manager, her doctor got pulled into a, a, a case. He was only given a chart note from hygiene and he couldn't explain it. Oh. Because when you're in court, you don't get your computer practice management software. You get your note. So if you're not going to say, what did you review? Did you review that they had hypertension? Did they, you review that they're on lisinopril? What did you review? Even if you copy and paste it out of that document, that's good. You have to have something. Whatever you reviewed must be noted. It cannot be, well, look at this. You have to have it in your note. I so swear, the I detail, need a secretary for this. I don't have enough time to do my chart notes as it is. I need right? a secretary. But it goes back to the template. If you can create a template that fills in all the blanks for hygiene, I've seen some amazing hygienists fill out a template and they always send it to me and say, what do you think? And I'm always impressed because once they get it, they get it. And they realize I'm going to just go how I do things. If I copy and paste, it's okay because that's what I reviewed and sign off on it. So remember, it's, it is the detail. Be present when your patient's talking. Listen to what they say. Some of the things our patients say might be able to be used later. In hygiene, how about the fact that they were in an accident 20 years ago, had teeth splinted or had an avulsed tooth reimplanted, and now that avulsed tooth has broken? That is considered a sequela, the result of the prior treatment or the prior trauma. There is no time limitation for sequela trauma. So if you think about that, how could you help your patient? Well, they told me they were in an accident. I have it written down. Now something's happened to that tooth. I can go back and get him some some benefits for it. So the detail. Detail. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, what's number two? Oh, number two is your diagnosis. Even though in dentistry, we're afraid of diagnosis. And do you know that diagnosing is literally common sense? Well, we've been told for a long time that we're hygienists are not smart enough to diagnose. Oh, yes, they are. (laughs) Yes, they are. They are totally, totally clever to diagnose. I I can't even imagine being at a practice without a hygienist. Um, We had five and uh, we had one always 
uh, roving so that she could help the doctors because they didn't parry chart very well, but that's beside no, the point. And so, so that's what we had a roving hygienist and it gave that hygienist a break for that day to help. Um, but because of that, they always had the amazing diagnosis. I, I mean, you have to diagnose, you take bite wings, there has to be a diagnosis. You take a CBCT. There has to be a diagnosis. What did you see? Even if it was no abnormal findings, that's a diagnosis. And so make sure whatever you take, you put what was seen on that image because that is part of your diagnosis. And then when you get down to the final of what do they need, that's where you can pull that diagnosis into the why, figuring out the why. I don't know if you know this, Amanda. Do you know that dental claim forms have a diagnosis section for ICD-10? No. And those that fill it out, their claims go through faster and without less confrontation. So it's a matter of we just don't know what we don't know. And if you know that if you're putting diagnosis and your team starts filling out that diagnosis portion of your dental claim form, your claim can go through faster. That's fascinating. You know, I think of all the times I've written for BWX or FMX, and I've never written anything after it, like what I saw. I just mm-hmm. wrote that I took it. So, right. Okay, well, and I it's because we just now. don't know that yeah. uh, every image, there has to be the verification that it was looked at. Does go. that make sense? It so, makes perfect sense. Now I do. know. <laughs> and so that's part of the diagnosis. And it's, and the one thing we do a lot in dentistry are the possibles. There's a possible uh, super eruption of an opposing tooth. Medical doesn't work in possibilities. Medical okay. works in fact. So the possibilities are what you discuss with the patient, right? That's not part of your diagnosis. You can't diagnose a possible fracture. It either is a fracture or it's not a fracture. Is it, is it, um, is it, don't, please don't say crack tooth because I might choke you. Say fracture. That's what it is. Is it a fracture? Say fracture because that means more than, than a crack tooth because they think crack tooth is under crack tooth syndrome. That's why claims get denied because they don't pay for crack tooth syndrome. So, I mean, come we gotta on, gotta we got to think about it. And it's all part. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. All mm-hmm. right, well, when, when what's number, wait, where are we at? I've We're lost on track, number track. Three. three. We need number to three. document. I'm document. so fascinated. I'm losing document, track. Document, document. And it goes back to what I said before on the detail. We, we can know the detail, but until we document it, it's, it doesn't finalize. There's no finality yeah. to it. Um, I had a had an assistant say this was due to trauma, and I pulled up her note and I said, "No, it wasn't." And she said, "Lori, yes, it was." And I said, "No, it wasn't. There's nothing here that says it was trauma." So she might know it up here. She might have gathered that detail, but she didn't document it. And that is where we're losing things in dentistry. Even if you have to write it down and add it later, do it. Um, I want, I would rather the whole team be involved. Um, hygienists literally have no time. And I know this because I, you know, was adding on to my hygienist things to do. And I sat outside her operatory one day and listened to everything she did. And I was like, and all the patient thinks is it's perio maintenance. They just think they're just getting their teeth clean. That's I'm just why. cleaning their teeth. 
And that's why I told you, I think we ought to list everything out separately, even if we don't have a dollar associated with it, because your patients don't know it's not part of that profi or perio maintenance. That is vital to getting your documentation correct, getting all the oral cancer screening. Like you said, was it visual? Was it with the tool? How about uh, their, their smoking cessation? Medical regulation is three minutes of discussion, and it can be billed. Why? because you know how smoking affects your oral cavity. So bringing all these things to the patient's attention will help them know that it's not just a cleaning. It helps them know the, the valuable service that you're providing. And that needs to be documented. You cannot just say, uh, nutrition, what did you talk about? Did you talk about the fact they're pregnant and the fact what they eat is coming out in their oral cavity and you're seeing bit larger pocket depths and you're seeing more bleeding and things like that? What did you talk to your patient about? So either create a template of, of something that you use that you can just copy and paste into your note, but make sure you document. Absolutely. All right. Well, what's number four? Number four is called the dump. And this is where you've got to figure out what you're dealing with with your patients. What are you dealing with with their medical insurance? How does what they're they're going through affect their oral cavity? Do they have an insurance that has that high deductible that most dentists are severely afraid of in dentistry? And I always go back to say, if you meet their deductible with the services that you provided, have you given them a benefit? If they've met their deductible, they I learned it from a patient, Amanda. A patient taught me how valuable. Well, the dog agrees. I'm just yes. saying. Otto she totally feels, agrees. Feels passionately about uh, that. Very much. And so he doesn't bark unless I'm doing this. Otto, <laughs> stop. So what happens is, is that we, I had a patient named Steve and we did implants and I called him and I said, Steve, we have $42 credit on your account for your implants. And he's like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. I was hoping it'd be much more. I said, we were able to meet your deductible. And all of a sudden I hear, "Woo, yes. And I'm like, uh, Steve, wait. 42.00. Did you hear that? He says, don't you know what that means? And I said, apparently not. He said, I'm diabetic. That means the rest of my care for the rest of the year is no out-of-pocket cost. And I was like, holy cow. Now I'm going to the dermatologist. I'm going to get in yes. all those appointments that I put off because I met my deductible. And exactly. I well take advantage of it all. So we think we bear our patient's financial burden like no other no other. We bear their disease and their financial burden. We hold them both. And if we would think that it's that we are providing them something that nobody else can, we're meeting their deductible, they know they still need the work. They get the benefit for their whole family. And we just got to go back to thinking. Uh, If a patient starts to balk at me, what I say is, you know, this is your contract with your insurance company. And I would love to not abide by it, but I have to because I would be breaking the law if I didn't. So here's what to look for when you're looking to choose a new plan. Look for what that deductible is. Look for what your copay would be. That will help you know, is this something that would work for me? And so when we put those things together, it starts to make sense. And instead of a dump, it starts to be more descriptive. 
We know who we're working with. We know what insurances our patients have. We know what kind of problems they have, what kind of complications. People say, how did you learn medications? I Googled it, oral complications of, and you fill in the blank. It will come up if it's part of the first paragraph of the description of the medication with an oral complication, there's a problem. And it's not that the doctor's prescribing something to hurt their mouth. They're prescribing something to treat a problem. The result is manifested here. So and if I had a patient that, let's say, had high caries rate or really dry mouth, was mm-hmm. really at risk for cavities, and I wanted to wanted to recommend a product like Premier, um, Premier's Anamalon, yes, you know, that yes. higher fluoride. Is that something that I could do and then figure out a way maybe to build Absolutely. some Absolutely. So there's a code for application of fluoride varnish. So we would do application of fluoride varnish and we might put um, xerostomia that comes as my secondary. Why are we doing the fluoride varnish? Because this patient is xerostomic. So doesn't that make sense? It really is common sense for medical billing. If I flip it around, Amanda, My patient comes in with xerostomia, and what they need is the application of fluoride varnish. It makes sense both ways. And really, medical billing is common sense. It tells a story. So get the dump on your patients. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, well, what's number five? Number five, you've got to determine. You've got to determine if medical billing is right for this patient. I am not going to tell you that it's right for every patient in your practice. You have somebody coming in with one area of caries. They've never had caries before, but they kept a cough drop right here in their mouth and it just made a pinpoint. Well, that's not going to be somebody I'm going to tell you to build a medical. Yet you have somebody coming back into your chair six months later. Now they have four areas of caries and need two crowns. That is not normal. Something is going on. So would your patient accept treatment when you could say, you know that medication that you switched to? Your mouth is having an effect that's creating all these caries and the necessity for these crowns. Let's look at what we can do on the medical billing side to help you get the treatment you need. I've had patients accept treatment based on, I will do my best to get you as much benefit as possible. No promises. I can't promise something I don't know. But I've actually had veneers covered. Why? Tetra staining. 7,000 in arch. Wow. So we just have to think differently. Why did we? he need veneers? Because he had an adverse effect of tetracycline medication. Does that make sense? So it makes sense once we start talking out loud about it. But again, if, if you don't become determined to want to help your patients, there's no way it's going to happen. Um, I, I was determined. These, yeah. As we make these oral systemic connections, I swear every week a new one comes out. That, yes. You know, we know Alzheimer's and we know diabetes and we know cancer now and we know mm-hmm. all these things. And so I think there's more and more ways oh, for yes. us to connect oral health to, to mm-hmm. whole, hest- systemic oh, yes. whole body medical health. How about one, this one? Did you know that oral contraceptives cause recession? What? Yep. I found that out after I billed for a patient. Only code I used was slight gingival recession because that's what the doctor diagnosed. And they paid 50%. And I was so curious as to the why. And they said, if they don't cover it at this age, they're going to have bone loss when they get older. 
Well, that's who would have thought it is absolutely true. Then I found microbiology reports on birth control causing recession. I didn't. The only thing this patient took was oral contraceptives. Learning more and more. Learning more. All right. Well, let's review the top five. So the top five nuggets you need for medical billing. All D's, by the way, if you didn't know that. You need the detail. The details. One is D, details. Number two is diagnosis. Make sure to diagnose your patients. You don't have to have the codes, but your team, whoever's doing it, cannot go outside of your note. So if, if that note doesn't contain the verbiage of diagnosis, there's nothing they can do. You have to have that diagnosis and then document, take the head knowledge and put it into the note so that nobody has to chase you down and try to figure out what you're talking about. You all know it, but make sure it goes from here down to the computer. And then you've got to get the dump. Find out your demographics of your patients. If you have 60% Medicare, you might need to think about getting into Medicare because they might not cover everything, but the Advantage plan might pick up where Medicare leaves off. So that might be an option for you. I just don't want you to write it off. If you would have asked me eight years ago, I'd have said, don't do it. But I, I've totally changed my stance because Medicare's opened up to dentistry. So think about that. How could that be utilized? You could be on the forefront of Medicare using it, but you're not going to know until you get the dump on your patients. And then determine. Realize what you're doing is helping your patients. It will it will give you more determination when you start to see their face, when you say, I believe you have a case. I believe what you're going through is, is a medical issue, not a dental issue. It relieves what they're, the pressure that they're feeling. And it's something that you need to build on because it, whether you're a hygienist or an admin or even a provider, you will either make or break your patient's day just by what you know. So, so true. Yeah. Just staying curious and in it and learning. Yes. So Lori, if people want to reach out to you and they, and maybe they want to know more about how to do this, or maybe sure. they want to find out some, some about DevDent and how DevDent can help them. How can they Absolutely. do that? Absolutely. So DevDent.com is our website. You can reach me at Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E at devdent.com. That was really hard. Um, and you can email me questions. Um, you On our website, we also have a medical billing software for dentistry. It was literally built for dentistry. It's used in no other vein. So if you, you put your dental code, your D6010, it'll pop up what you can use in Medicare, medical. So you can choose, was it one to three implants? Was it four or more implants? And that way you're appropriately choosing the right procedure code. And from there, we guide you to what your primary diagnosis code needs to be for that procedure. So that way it kind of takes the error out of uh, putting a diagnosis of a symptom prior to um, a treatment. Does that make sense? So you can't bill a service of an implant based on the fact that they have pain because it doesn't work. What are you doing the implant for? Because we have a partial loss of teeth. Make sense? So we guide you to that. And and then you just pick, is it caries, perio, trauma, or other? And then from there, you know, we have all sorts of levels of support. We want to be there. Our goal is to not do the billing for you, but to be your billing team. We'll do all the calling on the claim. We'll make sure the claim gets paid because if your claim doesn't get paid, neither do we. So that would be a bummer. That so would be a bummer. 
you know, you can, there's a demo on the website. You don't need to contact anybody to do one. We are very low pressure sales. <laughs> yeah, I know it's terrible, but we do have about 400 dentists billing through us. So I hope, I hope you check it out. And if there's anything I can do to fill in any blanks from today, please let me know. Lori, thank you so much for coming on today. This has just been fascinating. I've learned so much and I can't wait to dig into Yay. this some more. Well, thank you for having me. I do appreciate it. Well, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five or an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com and we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 